0: So we're starting and Shmuel. That's really the second half of the cycle. The first half was describing it the story of Shaul as a king, and Shaul's losing his throne. And now the, the focus of the story shifts to the next king. So the prophet says in the passage of Shmuel. For how long are you going to mourn over Shul? But he asked it to and rejected him from ruling of Akal Yisrael, which means that there had been a sense of. Means this was obviously some time after the previous Naboth, and in the interim Shmuel was still mourning uh, the fact that Shal had lost his kingship. And like we saw, the reason was because really Shmuel considered himself Shal's rabbit. And it was, so to speak, his Talmud failing that it means that what he had set up and he had uh, created had fallen apart. And in in fact, Fazal says this. Fazal said, Shmuel said to Hashem, that we don't, I mean, there was a complaint, but as a tefillah, and he says, Moshe and Aaron, we don't find that what they worked to create fell apart in their lifetime. So Shmuel says to Hashem, so why was my handiwork dismantled in my lifetime? In other words, the king that I set up, he was rejected when I was there to see that, that, that destruction. And there was a sense of avail, so it, was, it wasn't just that Shal was no longer worthy of being a king, but Shmuel felt personally that he had lost something from that. So HaShem tells Shmuel firstly that he doesn't agree with that. He doesn't just give him an instruction, but he firstly kind of asks the rhetorical question. For how long are you going to In other words, it's not the correct thing to do anymore. Once Hashem says, I've rejected him from ruling over Ta Yisrael, so then what the Lavi should do is accept that Hashem's verdict is final, and he should not no uh, like, longer grieve over what's been, and uh, it isn't going to change. And this is an important point, just because we're holding it for Tisha, but it's worth talking about. And that is, when are we meant to look at the zero of as, okay, what's done is done, what's over is over, and we're, we're not going to get back what's over, what's past. So there's no point mourning unnecessarily of it. Yes, there's a certain amount that a person has to, has to mourn off your life, but more than that, there's nothing productive to mourn excessively. And when do we see there's still a major to mourn? So for example, when it comes to the Baisa so the next door, Ma'alei Mornik, Kalamitz Abdu'l Yerushalayim, ever Moods of Yerushalayim, even today, and you have to expect expected of us, and it's considered uh, meritorious. Whereas we see that places like this, to Mitz over something which Hashem has decided is over, so he asks the Nabi, and he says to him, why are you still mourning? It's already finished, uh, a very really rejected show, so what's it to over? And suddenly we find, like to Ambed Hashem is we'll see, David and Melech had a child, who died as a baby, and uh, as long as the child was still alive, David fasted and he cried and he for the child's recovery. When the child died, and David gets up on the floor and says, serve served his servant, food. Was the baby 30 days old? Yeah. The baby was 30 days old. And the servant says, when the baby was alive, you are sitting on the floor and crying, and now that he's dead, you can sit and eat. And he said, as long as he was alive, I thought I could change something. But now that he's dead, there's nothing to judge. So there's nothing to mourn about. So when do we have that attitude that if things can't change, so then there's nothing to mourn over? Or when do we have this? So that no, there still is a, a value to mourning, even something which is, uh, so to speak, has been destroyed. And the answer is, this is the Soil always uh, of of Eva, is what's the person going to gain from feeling the loss? The sense of Eva already comes with expression of feeling a loss, what does a person gain by feeling the lust? So if it's a case of a person who was lifted, so then especially in the case of the baby who died. So what what does David gain by dwelling on the lust? It's not going to it's not going to give him anything, um, so to speak, productive. So he said, Okay, so then I have to accept Hashem decided the baby should die. And similarly here, Hashem is telling Shaol, Shmuel that there's nothing to be gained by mourning a bishol. It's not going to change anything. It's it's, it's odd. Hashem's to say rejected him. And therefore, the, to, to feel, to feel lost, to feel disappointed is understandable. But to, to, to grieve continually is not the right thing. And the only time when it is justified is when there's something which is a merit. It's something to be gained by, 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 by the they That's still feeling the love. And that's why the difference when it comes to the Simeon is there's something to be gained by still trying to understand what the last of the verse English means. And it's not something which is just like what are we why are we still dwelling on? What are we reliving the past for? And the answer is no. Here when it comes to verse of English, so there's a big matter to reliving living the last of the Vesan English. And why is that? Because otherwise you might think that you know the Jewish life as you have it is complete. You have food, you have Shulzalikos, you have Jewish schools and Yeshivas. We're living in a very productive, very full Jewish life, it's perfect. Is this the way it's meant to be? And what stops us feeling that way is the fact that we know we're missing something. In fact, we know we're missing something. So in that case, the sense of still feeling the, the evil, still feeling the sense of lust, is a uh, deterrence in it. There's something to be gained from that. And what's there to be gained? What would be wrong if you feel that this is ideal? It's perfect. If we would feel that this is uh, exactly the way things are meant to be, that you know, Jewish life's never been so rich and so good and so wonderful, so then the w- people wouldn't ask for better. This is perfect. What else do we need? What could be better than this? And that's, uh, that's not the way it's meant to be. It's not the perfect it's, uh, it's, uh, the environment that we're meant to be. So here there's a matter to so still remembering the us. is there also a difference the basic English morning based basic English? We could actually rebuild it, whereas you're talking about... Like That's what you that, uh, saying sure is correct. And that, that comes from this point. And that is, because we therefore, whereas where it isn't complete, and we understand we, that it's not the way it's meant to be, then we can look to making things better. But in a case where a person started, like, so it settles with the material as it is, so then, yes, there's nothing to change, and then we have to accept it for what it is, because we can't, we can't accept it as maybe things will go back to what they were. Question? You're talking about mourning. morning I mean, there's a, a physical aspect to, to mourning, the, the halachik aspect. And there's the feeling of loss. The feeling of loss is emotion, and sometimes it's overwhelming. How do you apply logic to an emotion? Like every time we do we try to provide a person with a perspective that they can come to terms with the loss. And then hopefully they can get over it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's uh, Now, why was Shmuel doing this? We don't think of Shmuel as somebody who was so uh, overcome by emotion that he couldn't control himself. Why? Is, why was Shmuel being disabled? It could be Shmuel felt that maybe there was a, there was th- there would still be room for Hashem to change his mind, even though we saw beforehand that when he says because this is now in the world the David is going to become the king. So we saw previously that maybe that could be accomplished like the In some it would have been had. Not sent. So then says even if Shaul had Shaul nonsense, there still had to be a Malchus from Beisdavid. So Shaul said that it's true. Malchus of would have been the primary kingship, kingdom, or rulership. And then his He's saying, come on, it would have been from Shaul's family. So maybe Shaul, Shmuel thought that if he was, if he continued to daven for Shaul, then maybe there was some way to at least alleviate part of the verdict against Shaul. That's what told him. There's nothing to talk about. So, stop, stop being misabu Similarly, to other times we find that Tadikim if they try hard enough they could reverse the Gazerah, and, and tells them there's nothing to do, it. it's not worth trying to to change it with the clarity. So, what did he tell him to do? He says, fill your carriage with horn of oil, go li Because I see. And his son is a king for me. That's the unusual notion. What does it mean, ni melech? A king for me. Why would the king be a king for Hashem? You can say, melech al Yisra, or just say, melech. What does it add by saying a melech for me? So there's two different mafashim, mahalchim and mafashim to explain it. They're both correct. One is a and the, he explains the Melech as he'll be a king who will be, be loyal to me. So in other words, as opposed to Shaul, who was disloyal to Hashem, so the Melech will be a king who Hashem will be happy with him. He'll be a king for Hashem, which will obey Hashem both. That's uh, the one explanation. The other explanation is that there's a difference between the way that Shaul was anointed and the way that Daw-i-Melech was anointed. The way that Shaul was anointed was in front of the whole of Klai Israel. So even though sh- Shmuel sh- 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 originally told him you going to become the king. But then he gathers Kaya Israel and tells him Hashem has ch- chosen Shol as the king. And the people accepted him. Whereas with Dawid al it never happened. There was never a public coronation of Dawid al There was never a decision that was told to hold fast or that going to be the king. And that's why Hashem says I'm choosing the king for me. Which means Kaya Yisrael uh, aren't being consulted on this one and Klai Yisrael aren't going so publicly have to accept him, I Hashem is choosing him as a king. So it's not coming from Klai initiation. Later on, in different stages, Klai accepted him. But it never came that the lobby said to Klai so that this is the king that should be chosen on your behalf, and you're going to accept him. Um, so that's, uh, so. I said, I've seen this as someone who's going to be a king, even if the masses are at this stage, only Hashem would know about it. And I'm going to say, even after David was anointed, wasn't <coughs> anybody knew about it except for David's immediate family. Everybody else weren't, weren't, weren't told, no one else was told about the fact that David had become a king. Now it's interesting that the way that it's presented to Shmuel is not to go and anoint David ben Yeshai. It's go to the house of Yeshai because I've seen in his son someone who could be a king. So here we have the question why didn't I make it more direct, more specific? And the first point of the question is. Was it the schuz of David that he deserved to be a king? Or was it the schuz of Yishai? And Yishai deserved one of his sons should be a king. And then out of Yishai's sons, we're going to take the one who's most worthy. But really, it's because their father deserved it, not because necessarily it's the schuz of the son. And did Yishai deserve it? Yes, he did. The Gemara tells us Yishai was one of the four people who never did in November in his life. So he was definitely somebody who was on a very high level. And besides which, like the Gemara says about him, as which means there are hundreds of students. He was a Torah teacher, he taught Torah of Arabim. he was a Tzadik, he never did anything wrong. So for sure, as a leader of the Jewish people, he deserved that. And, uh, and Zimela, if for whatever reason Hashem didn't want to choose him as a king, uh, so he deserved at least one of his sons should be the king. So we'll see that there was a certain khelech of the kingship that was deserved by David, and a khelech which was deserved as being a Ben and uh, that's why often David, as a king, is called Ben-Yishai. It's not the wrong No, it's the son of Yishai. Yishai deserved that there should be kings with his descendants. This is the son of Yeshai. This is the one who was chosen out of Yeshai's sons to, to deserve that uh, position. What was exactly was in David's own schosmur. Yeshai's was still seen. But anyway, the way we see that so far that it's been presented to Shmuel is, go to Yeshai because one of his sons is going to be the king. Now, the Shmuel. Shmuel says, How can I go? Risham HaShol. Shol's going to hear that I'm going to anoint somebody else for Haragani. He's going to kill me. So, Hashem doesn't disagree with him. But Yermer HaShem, Hashem says, Take it to your cough. And If anyone's going to ask you, Why are you going to base the eche? Why not? I came to bring a car. Which wasn't something unusual. Like We saw previously, even though Shmuel is much older now, and he didn't travel so much, But in his younger years, that's what Shmuel used to do regularly. He used to go place to place, and like we saw, he used to bring a carpet. And therefore, if he's doing the same thing again, it wouldn't arouse so much suspicion, what Shmuel's doing. Are there a number of questions in Ashkaf here, if asked when this possible. Number one, why wouldn't Shmuel, as a lobby, just go and Hashem? Hashem told him to do something, why ask him questions? Just go. And as a lobby, if I should, should should can protect him. Number one. Number two, why would Shul kill him? What pretext would Shol have for killing the lobby? So what's he going to say? Because he elected somebody else as a king, Hashem told me to do that. That's not being my Malthus If a person's an apostar and decides, I'm going to start a rebellion against the king, maybe even somebody he's a rebel. But if he's in Novi and the Novi saying, I'm going to do what Hashem told me to do, that's a, that's a rebel. And more than that, Shol already knew, Shmuel had told him himself, you're not going to be the king anymore, Hashem is going to find someone else. So what 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 basis would Shol have to kill him? Mm-hmm. And the Shmuel really khosheh shul, that he's going to kill his own teacher, the God Lador, his, uh, the Novi, like uh, Pihalacha. So, uh, those are the two big questions. Those are the two big questions on the PASIF. But the final question is, Hashem didn't seem to take issue with either of them. Hashem didn't rebuke Shmuel, or say, you, you being with bacharian. No, Hashem says, you right. Take take a quality, then you have a the pretext of why you go. So oh, Sounds like Shaul went off the do Right, so it needs explanation what's going on. So, let's start from the first point. The Gemara talks about this in Sakhi. The Gemara says that there's a rule we have the Shlecha Mitzvah in the chleche mitzah in the which means that someone who's going into the Mitzvah isn't injured, isn't harmed. And uh, the Gemara asks on this person so the Makushim was scared about it. He was he was for sure doing a mitzvah. He was fulfilling what Hashem told him to do. So why would he why would he be scared? And the Gemara answers because the kashani, which means in a place where it's, 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 a, it's a very real danger, is different. So for a person to do what's considered normal to do in order to do a mitzvah, he doesn't have to be worried about being punished. He's doing a mitzvah. But if a person is doing something which is considered extremely dangerous to do, so then uh, he has to take into consideration. He might be risking himself. Now, this question is to what, what should we think that, he, that Hashem wasn't going to protect him, he was really risking his life by listening to what Hashem wanted. So we'll see there are a number of different explanations of the fashion of the Aqraim to explain this point. One fascinating one I saw in the Sadhguru is very beautiful idea. There's a Gemara in Baba Kama. The Gemara is talking about a story later on about David HaMelech, and, and there was a certain time when David HaMelech was in danger. And the Gemara explains that story, not that the physical, that dog was in danger from the Prishtim, but what happened was, there was a question in halacha, the dog wasn't sure he was allowed to do or not, in the middle of a battlefield. And David decided to be mechmir. David decided to be mechmir, and the Gemara says, so even though David was mechmir in the case of the battle and it was something was questionable, he didn't do it. But uh, the the, the halach which David decided to be Mahmoud to isn't set up in his name. It's not you know, attributed to him. Why? And the Gemara brings a principle because if a person, if someone's looking, endangers himself. So then, on, 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 the, on uh, saying uh, Advait Torah, whatever the case is, and coming up with a the so it's not Amra amor It It's not said in his name. Now, what's the logic in that? Why that shouldn't be? That's a discussion in its own right. But we have such a principle in the Gemara, that if something, a person put himself in danger to do something, so then, to teach terrorists that what the Torah, which he taught in a situation of danger, isn't attributed to him, it's not said in his name. So the Mishma says Zahra, uh, this interesting, a very nice idea, he says Shmuel wasn't scared that anything was going to happen to him, he was the navi. if Hashem is the, end, the Hashem is going to protect him, but Shmuel was scared that if this is a called Shqiyakh which means if this is considered, I'm doing something dangerous, then what I say, well, as a result, isn't going to be said in my name, it's not going to be Samar And why did that make a difference to him? He says, because I'm coming to speak as a Novi. So if you want me to give a Nabuah, people are going to listen to this, what the Novi said, and people are going to accept it, then it has to be accepted. And if I'm going to risk my life to do it, then the din is that if a person risks their life, it's not going to be said in their name, and people aren't going to accept it from me. So what am I doing? So he wasn't scared for his life, he was scared rather for the the success of the mission, and there shouldn't be this factor involved that it's not, there was a Sakon. There's another answer which the Naseev gives. On the tziruk is now the base of the pasuk before, and that is we know that the ruach haKodesh only rests on a person when he's besimcha. Uh, uh, the word tells us that the uh, is only shown and so for in order for a person to be a, an agent of Hashem, the kid who is acting is when he's going besimcha. And Shmuel was worried because Hashem had just told him you're still mourning over the and so that's okay. So maybe this wouldn't be a simcha. If he was so close to Shal, then to find someone to replace Shal, shmuel, shmuel felt that I'm, I wouldn't be doing this basimkhah. I wouldn't be fully, and I'm mad, I wouldn't say that level of having the Shekhinah with me when I'm going. Uh, which is interesting, the Tziv says this idea, that we had a reason why Shmuel was worried about. There's another reason Shmuel was worried about. I don't I, I understand, why why worried? Because if he wants the protection of the Shekhinah being with him, yes, be the Shekhinah and if Hashem himself told him, I see he's still mourning over Shaul, then Shmuel was worried, even if I'm going to go, and do what Hashem told me to, but maybe there's a certain element of not properly basimkh about it. But how, what's that got to do with, with saying, Shaul will want to kill me? Now that's the next point. So that's the first point. Shmuel was worried to go because he fought his inventory himself. Okay. Because that's our second point. And then okay. let's <clears> talk <throat> the third mahalik as well, it will come to in a moment. And then let's talk about the second part of the pasuk. Why do you think Shaul was going to kill it? I've been asked before. The had no basis And it's not that Hashem argues with the Chasm of Shalim, how can you be Cheshire Shoah? Hashem doesn't argue with him. So, how would that be possible? Um, so, the Mephoshim explained, in the Rabbag and others explained, that he wasn't scared that Shoah was going to kill him. Rather, he was scared that somebody who was loyal to Shoah was going to kill him. And uh, this is exactly what happened later in the Rathmanim. That uh, the, the Shal had people who were loyal to him, in that case was Dying Haidami, and he was the one who reported what happened by Nabi Akbarim, and he was the one who let him kill Nabi Akbarim. So even it wouldn't be Shal himself. But it right? says, so the Shalma Shal is going to find out about that, that, that I went to anoint other king, and then one of his people is going to be the one to kill me. So that way, uh, was more worried about. Um, that's uh, well, the, point, the first explanation of the potion, and is that is that. Uh, it wasn't that Sean himself would kill rather it was that people who were not. Sean out about it, well, you know, it's not a king, and it's not the king, somebody who was loyal to Sean would him. That's uh, one more. Now, that's. And maybe this would have been a possibility. She didn't uh, rule that out. The question is there were other Nabim whose lives were also endangered. For example, Yermiel. Yermiel spent most of his time rebuking, rebuking people, threatening them with punishment. And we're talking about powerful people. We're talking about the Sarim of Yehuda, the kings of Yehuda. And uh, there were many, many times that they tried to kill him. People who did not have Yeroshimai. People who didn't have Yeroshimai, they tried to kill him, including the ministers of the king. On more than one occasion, they tried to kill Yermiel. And Hashem told him at the beginning of Yermiel. He said, They're going to try, but you don't have to worry because I'm protecting you. So even if they're going to try in this river to the pit, and they're trying to kill this way, and trying to do that way, it never worked, because Hashem promised him, I'm protecting you. So why didn't Hashem do the same thing here? Why didn't Hashem tell Shmuel, Shmuel, don't worry, I'm protecting you. So you do people, I'll protect you. Shmuel definitely deserved it. Why does the Hashem have to come with an excuse for him? No, bring a carbon, and people should think you're bringing a carbon. Why didn't you say, don't worry, I'm going to protect you, nothing will happen to you. Like Hashem did for many other divin, He just promised me to protect him and He did, mm-hmm. is in His ability to do that. So I used to come to this ruse, so to speak, of bringing the, the carpet? So we'll see, this is a this is another point here also, and that is, it wasn't just to protect oh, sure. it's not it also to protect David, because it's not just that uh, if sh- sh- people find out, Shol's people find out, that Shmuel's appointed someone else as a king, that he's going to try and kill the lobby. They might try and kill the king-elect as well. So, that's it. so the, the finding a way which they wouldn't know about it, was a way to protect everybody involved. It wasn't just to protect Shmuel. That's a simple joke. It's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Makes sense? But it says, a for it. But the project says, uh Kill me. Right, but Hashem's answer would be to protect everybody. But oh, there was Hashem's. Hashem right. says, take your car- carbon car- car- with you, so then no one's going to get into danger because no one's going to know what, the real- what really happened. Mm-hmm. But Hashem said, no, I'm protecting yeah. you, okay, he's protecting him, why everybody else? That's not how it works. There's another way of the possible. Also. And that is that it wasn't just Hashem's answering him uh, that I'll find you a way to avoid detection. I find you a way to, to escape, uh, you know, people being known what you're doing. Shmuel could have thought of that kind of thing himself. That if Shmuel wants to go to do what Hashem wants him to do, and he's worried he's going to be found out, he also think of some excuse to go to Bethlehem. It wasn't a, it wasn't the need this tremendous guile from Hashem of the ACS. Rather, we're going to see that this is a part of the way He made David the king. The way He made, the way He made David the king. And we're going to see this is similar to the way that he made Shaul the king. There was also, as we mentioned previously, it was also an a carpet. He came to the city to Levarichal Azem, and that's when Hashem organized Shaul arrives and invites him to eat with him at the meal. And that's the way he crowned him. So the idea here it not just like you have an excuse of how to how to get to Bezechem without detection. No, Hashem's saying this is the way that you went. are going to bring a carpet you're going to make a zevach and that's the way you're going to anoint David as a king. Now, the simple is for that is, like always, when a person's only a good you make a It's a way of celebrating the fact that a person's risen to a certain level. Just like you see later on in the Nahuatl, when David's son, Adonijah, he decided he's going to be the king, so what did he do? He made, he made a tremendous feast and he invited all the people who he thought were loyal to him to come and celebrate his ascension to the throne. So, the idea of the way to make someone a king. Well, wait. Was through a Siddur? Was through a? Was through a, And that's the way Hashem is teaching him. Um, when Shmuel said, was originally understood that he's going to be he understood how to do this in a very secret way. find out about it. In other words, Hashem said, "I'm going to make him a king, Lee melech." Like we said, I'll we'll be a king for Hashem, because no one wants to know he's a king. So then, this is a very first of operation, and Hashem says, "No, that's not the way to make him a king. It, it, you, it has to be with the zerach as well. It has to be with the suda. So how are you going to do that? So that's idea You're going to bring up carbon and you're going to have a solicitor for the carbon at the same time, so then you can, you'll can you use it there as an the opportunity to anoint David as a king. Okay, let's just explain in context of what Ashim's age particularly was. Now, there's, a, tomorrow we'll see. there's another understanding here also of this idea of what Shmuel was worried about, that Shul would kill him, the scientific of Shul's people would kill him. He said, and then that also makes sense with the hemisphere uh, that the next two took him, what happened when he got to HSS, that we'll talk about tomorrow.